is uh, going to be coming. This is November 25th, so one month from now it's going to be Christmas. I thought this would be a good time to talk about spiritual gifts as we're dealing with uh, uh, gift giving and gift receiving, uh, possibly uh, during Christmas time for, for us. This would be a good time to talk about spiritual gifts. What better gift uh, than for us to give of ourselves uh, spiritual gifts to one another uh, based on how God has really uh, blessed and gifted us. So um, why don't we uh, you know, bow in prayer and prepare our hearts for, for the message here. Lord Jesus, I just uh, pray that uh, the message would encourage the saints and uh, really motivate us to um, find out our spiritual gifts. I know we haven't talked about this in a little while. Maybe this would be review. Uh, maybe this is new for some. But I pray that we'd be able to see ourselves and be encouraged to, to have a way to contribute to the body of Christ, a way that you've designed. So I pray that takes place. I pray that this would be an encouragement for us all. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, to give some background, uh, Jesus was resurrected. Jesus predicted the development of his church. And on the day of Pentecost, about 10 days after Jesus' resurrection into heaven, uh, the development of the church began. All right? And so Christ had declared himself the head of the church, as we remember Ephesians 5.23 and Colossians 1.18. And those who would believe in him by faith would be members of his body. At a later, later date, Paul said to those who make up the church, or, or Christ's church, in 1 Corinthians 12.7, it says here, to each one is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. So what is a spiritual gift? The Greek word uh, for gift is charisma. This is the ability uh, involving God's grace, his favor that God has given to us, something we don't deserve, we can't earn or repay or can't give through our own efforts. So knowing this information, it can be said that a spiritual gift is an ability or skill given by God that enables us as Christians to perform a function, something spiritual in the body of Christ with ease and effectiveness. See, it's God who gives us the desire and the ability to fulfill his will through us. Philippians uh, 2.13 says, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Okay, so is there a difference between spiritual gifts and human talents? Yes. A talent is a, is a human and natural ability uh, that was given to us at birth. A gift, a spiritual gift, is a supernatural ability that's been given to us, we've received, uh, when we were born again, when we received Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Amen? So when we were born physically, we have certain natural abilities 
and talents. When we are born again, we have certain spiritual abilities that we are able to do that God gives us, amen, by his grace. Praise God for that. All right, so Romans chapter 12, verses 5 and 6 says, So we being many are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Okay, so who gives out spiritual gifts? And who receives these spiritual gifts? Well, it's the Lord who gives out the spiritual gifts, and it's us who uh, receive them, just as he wills it to be. So every member in the body of Christ, that's us here, has a spiritual gift. Yes, look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. Because it says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Verse 11, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So when the Holy Spirit comes to live in us at salvation, he has... He was pleased to design for us uh, a spiritual gift that was meant for us. Amen? Well, what's the purpose for having spiritual gifts? Well, to glorify the Father. Revelations 4.11 says, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things. And by your will, they exist and were created. Okay, well, how do spiritual gifts work? Well, there are three distinct categories under spiritual gifts. Now, as I go through these, uh, see, see if this describes you, all right? It's taken from or 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 7, it says this. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I don't want you to be unaware. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is a curse, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. Verse 5, and there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. Verse 6, and there are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. Verse 7, but to each one is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. All right? All right, well, let's go over varieties of gifts. That was verse 4. There are seven basic motivations here, and it's taken from Romans chapter 12, verses 6 through 8. And it says, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us use prophecy. Prophecy in proportion of our faith. Or ministry, 
Let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, and he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. All right. Well, let's look at these things. Verse 6, prophecy. Prophecy as a motivation. People with this gift are motivated to proclaim, speak, truth, and reveal unrighteous motives or actions, or, or, or actions by presenting God's truth. So these people are very persuasive in what they say. And you bring to light things that were hidden before. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 25, paraphrasing, says, to reveal the secrets of man's hearts, causing them to fall down and worship God. So a proclaimer must, one, have love without hypocrisy, two, uh, despise what's evil, three, grasp, hold firmly to that which is good, First uh, Peter 4.11. Ministry, verse 7, ministry, or serving as a motivation. People with this gift are motivated to demonstrate love by meeting practical needs. You look for and detect personal needs of others. You usually overlook personal discomfort in order to meet the needs of others. So a servant must, one, have a genuine affection for others. Is that you? Number two, demonstrate brotherly responsibility. Care for other people. And number three, be willing to let others have the credit. Is that you? Look up Acts chapter 20, verse 35, and 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28. Don't have time to read all those, but you can look those up on your time. Next, teaching as a motivation. People with this gift are motivated to clarify truth. You're motivated to search out and validate truth which has been presented. You want to engage in research and detailed study in order to validate truth. It's a digging out of facts and accumulating knowledge. A teacher must, number one, be diligent in the details of their work. Number two, be fervent, passionate in spirit in order to do a good job. Number three, do his work as unto the Lord. Pastors must have the gift of teaching. Our pastor does. First uh, Timothy chapter 3, verse 12 says, a bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, temperate, sober-minded, of good behavior, hospitable, able to teach. Amen. Uh, next is exhorter. An exhorter as a motivation, people with this gift are motivated to come alongside you to encourage and comfort you and strengthen 
struggling believers. I believe this is me. An exhorter must, number one, rejoice in hope. Don't be discouraged, but rejoice in hope, persevere there. Number two, be patient with slow progress. Number three, be persistent in prayer. And I do love to pray. Be persistent in prayer, amen? Uh, let me just look at, uh, I can't pass this up. Second Corinthians chapter, chapter one, verses three through five. Give me a second here as I bring it up in the phone. Come on now. You can turn there to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. And it says this about an exhorter. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. All right? For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Jesus Christ. Amen. So, exhorter. Next is a giver. Are you a giver? Is that your gift? Giver as a motivation. People who, uh, with this gift, are motivated to give themselves and their own resources sacrificially to meet the needs of others. You can see that in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 3 through 5, and verses 9 through 11. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28. Are you a leader? Leaders as a motivation, people with this gift are motivated to lead. L literally, the meaning is to stand before. Paul calls this gift administrations. Uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, verse 28. It means to guide uh, and is used of person who pilots a ship. In the New Testament, this word is used to describe only leaders in the home. Um, First Timothy uh, chapter three, verse four, and leaders in the church. Again, church leaders must exercise this gift, but it's not limited to them, amen? Uh, and lastly here, uh, number seven, showing mercy. Is that you? Uh, showing mercy as a motivation. People with this gift are motivated to actively show sympathy and sensitivity to those who are suffering and who are also experiencing sorrow. They have both the willingness and the resources to help lessen their struggles. Many times this gift is accompanied with exhortation, the gift of exhortation. Showing mercy, uh, showing mercy with cheerfulness. This attitude is critical. Amen. 
to ensure that the gift of mercy becomes a genuine help and, and not, a dis, not a discouraging experience. Amen. You have to, you have to be cheerful. Amen. Uh, look at this, Proverbs 14.21, real quick. Proverbs 14.21 says this. 14.21 says, He who despises his neighbor sins, but he who has mercy on the poor, happy is he. Proverbs just really bringing out motivation. You have to love people. Amen? So each of us will perform all seven activities, but through our basic motivation, if you can understand that. Again, each one of us will perform all seven activities, but through our basic motivation. For example, if our, motivation, uh, our motivational gift is teaching, we will show mercy to someone who is sick in order to clarify truth. Maybe a teacher would ask, how did you get sick? Or they may say, I found if I wash my hands often, I, I, won't, uh, I won't have germs to cause me to be sick. You know, that, that would be a teacher. <laughs> uh, you know, or um, if our motivational gift is giving, then we may use activities of administration to help uh, others organize their affairs. If our motivational gift is exhortation, then we may use, our, uh, use the activities of preaching uh, to talk to a group as we would one person. You know, if you have that, that uh, going on for you. The following scriptures show that we have only one basic motivational gift. If you look at 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, it's, uh, the noun for a gift in that, in that uh, verse, 1 Peter 4.10, is singular in number. It says, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another. So each, and then each person, uh, each person is to uh, concentrate fully on the gift God has given them. This would not be possible if, they, if we had more than one motiv motivational gift. It's a thought there. If you look at Romans chapter 12, verses 6 through 8, uh, that brings that out. So knowing each of our motivational gifts will ensure efficiency and harmony, which will uh, unify Christians with, within the body of Christ. For example, if a chairman of a, of a church board has the motivational uh, gift of serving, he will emphasize practical needs. If a pastor has the gift of mercy, he will emphasize the feelings of other people through, the message of, through their message and prayer. If a pastor has a motivational gift of administration or leadership, he will emphasize getting projects done and, uh, and the proper procedure of getting them done. The goal of knowing our basic motivations is to, under is to understand how God has wired us 
and to know how we can be used in the body of Christ. Okay? Next, uh, let's go over uh, varieties of ministries. What's that all about? Well, Ephesians chapter 4.11 says this, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. It is God who appoints or assigns ministry opportunities to serve within the body of Christ. These services or ministries, opportunities will be expressed differently through our unique motivational gifts. So these varieties of ministries are, you can see these in Ephesians 4, like I just read Ephesians 4, 11, you know, apostles. This is a term used of the original 12 apostles of Jesus Christ. Uh, these men saw firsthand uh, the risen Christ, it's Acts 1, And these original apostles, the apostles of Jesus Christ, were not self-perpetuating, uh, and none of these apostles were replaced. Well, with the exception of uh, Judas, he was replaced. But the term apostle is used in more general ways of men in the early church, like Barnabas, Acts chapter 14, verse 4, uh, Silas and Timothy, First uh, Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 6, and others, Romans chapter 16, verse 7, and Philippians chapter 2, 25. They're called messengers or apostles of the church, of the, of the churches. They were sent, they were sent by the churches to publicly speak out the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 23. Rather than apostles of Jesus Christ, like the original 13, uh, who were not replaced. So if a believer has this gift, he would be an apostle or messenger of a local church, sent out to preach the gospel message to other places. Uh, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, these gifts are used to equip the saints for the work of ministry, work of serving the body of Christ, to edify, build up, nurturing, develop the church. This is Ephesians chapter 4, verses 13 uh, through 15, where it says here, until we all become, this is the, this is the purpose for uh, for these gifts here, these varieties of gifts, till we all come to the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the messenger of the, of the statues of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, amen, and carried about by every, every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men. So spiritual gifts equip the body of Christ. That's the purpose of that. And so we all get the opportunity to be a part of this great effort to be used by God through our own spiritual gifts. Amen. Okay, C. Let's go over varieties of effects and manifestations of the spirit for the common good. 
Effects, manifestations, the Holy Spirit determines what manifestations will, will benefit uh, the body the most. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 through 11 says this, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to, to another the working of miracles, to another uh, prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one in the, in the same spirit work all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Well, this requires diligent study of God's word to exercise gifts of knowledge, wisdom, preaching, and teaching as well as the gift of, dis of uh, distinguishing spirits. So a few years ago when Brandon, Rochelle, Pete, uh, Larry and Lisa and myself were involved in, in uh, youth ministry uh, on Friday nights, I remember we were playing a game and Rochelle uh, said as it related to milk and a cow, uh, give Betsy, give. The babies gotta live. You remember that, Rochelle? Give, Betsy, give, the baby's got to live. Well, that phrase really stuck with me. That if I selfishly withhold my gifts, then others are going to suffer. They may die. You know? And so it is even with us. Uh, we ought not, we, we, it really should be our responsibility to, if we haven't done it already, to find out what our spiritual gifts are. Because... You know, the health of this church really depends on it. This church and the body of Christ really depends on it. We'll, we'll go over that some more um, in a few minutes. Amen? So these manifestations will come out to me as God sees fit. The word of wisdom. It's the ability to understand God's word and his will and skillfully apply that understanding to life. 1 Peter 4.11. The word of knowledge. This is the ability to understand and speak God's truth with insight into the mysteries of his word that cannot be known apart from God's revelation. This is, from, this is taken from uh, Romans chapter 16, verse 25, Ephesians 3, chapter 3, verse 3, Colossians 1, Verse 26, faith. This is different from saving faith, which is salvation. This is something all of us as believers have. The gift of faith is exercised in persistent prayer and endurance in intercessory prayer for others, fervently, passionately, enthusiastically, praying, along with a strong trust in God in the midst of difficult circumstances. Healing. This was a temporary 
uh, sign gift used by Christ, Matthew 8, verses 16 through 17. The original apostles, Matthew uh, 10, verse 2 through, uh, 1 through 12. Uh, the 70 apostles and a few associates of the apostles, like Philip, uh, that's Acts chapter 8, verse 5 through 7. This ability was, uh, was identified as a gift belonging to the original apostles. Uh, chapter, or that's 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. Uh, though Christians today don't have this gift of healing, I believe, God certainly still hears and answers prayers of his faithful saints. Amen? Okay, verse, or verse 10, miracles. This was a temporary sign gift. This was used for the working of uh, divine acts that were contrary to nature so that there was no ex explanation for the action except that it was by the power of God. You know? See, this too was to authenticate Christ and the original apostolic preachers of the gospel. John chapter 2, verse 11 says that Jesus did his first miracle at Cana to manifest his glory. So people would conclude only God could do what was just done. This is the reason for the, for the uh, miracles, to point people to God. Not to showboat, but to point people to God. Uh, prophecy. The meaning is simply that of speaking forth or proclaiming speaking publicly. The idea that prophecy involves prediction or forecasting the future was added sometime in the Middle Ages. Since uh, the completion of scripture, prophecy has, has, not been, has not been the means of new revelation, but is limited to proclaiming what has already been revealed in scripture, in the written word. Even the biblical prophets were preachers, proclaimers of God's truth, both by revelation and reiterating, reiterating what was already there in the scriptures. Okay, distinguishing spirits, you know, the ability to discern spirits. Satan is the great deceiver, John 8, 44, and his demons counterfeit God's message and work. Christians with the gift of discernment had the God-given ability to recognize lying spirits and to identify deceptive and erroneous doctrines. Acts chapter 17, verse 11, 1 John 4, 1. Paul illustrated the use of this gift in Acts chapter 16, verse 16 through 18, and Peter in Acts chapter 5, verse 3. Again, this requires diligent study of God's word uh, to exercise gifts of knowledge, wisdom, preaching, and teaching. The same is true with discernment. Okay, next is various kinds of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. All right. Well, these are temporary sign gifts as well. This was used of speaking a foreign language and translating it 
It was not gobbledygook. It was a, it was a language. All right? Like, uh, like the use of, of, like the use of healing and miracles, tongues and the interpretation of tongues was used uh, for the authentication of truth in those who preached it. The gift was clearly identified in Acts chapter 2, verses 5 through 12, as a language which validated the Gospels as divine. Different ethnic groups uh, were there, different, with their different languages, were all together. Tongues came and gave them all the ability, the ability to speak and understand one another from their own original language. That was amazing. That's never happened before because God wanted the focus to be on him. So this was uh, a legitimate gift, but in Corinth, in Paul's day, that gift was severely misled or misused. So Paul in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14 gave clarity to how tongues and the interpretation of tongues were to be used. Unfortunately, I don't have time to go over uh, 1 Corinthians 14 with you. I would love to have done that, maybe at another date. But if you, wanna, if you care to study that, or if, or if you want to talk about that after the message, we, we can do that. Amen? All right, well, in closing, as we've gone over some aspects of spiritual gifts, there's still more material to go over on this topic, like how to discover your spiritual gift and how to use your spiritual gift. I have some sheets in the back there that uh, we can take. Uh, it's like a test. Uh, it, also has, it also has reference to a, uh, a website that you can go and actually take this test uh, on the computer online. And, and, and it will tell you, after you take the test, it will tell you what your motivational gift is. All right? Or how you're gifted. So after, after this, uh, this time here, you can go back. It's on the back table. You can pick one up for yourself. All right? So the Bible instructs us in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31, but earnestly desire the best gift, and yet I show you a more excellent way. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13 tells us that we, that it, we could, it's possible, well, if we possess all the gifts but don't have love, we're nothing. So the thing the Lord wants us to focus on, don't get hung up on you know, the gifts per se, but first focus on love. Let love be our motivation, our true motivation to express our spiritual gifts. And let's, let's take a look at, again, God's love and listen to it again, what God is talking about as, he, as he's talking about love. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, start verses 4 through 10 says, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, 
does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect, Jesus Christ, has come, then that which is in part will be done away with. So all those things aren't going to last anyways, except for love. Amen? So keep that in focus. So spiritual gifts. Do you know what your spiritual gifts are? Do you see and understand how God has gifted you and how God is using you in the body of Christ? See, our gifts can be dormant if, we, if we're not actively involved in ministry, serving others. You know, every, every gift is needed. So if we don't use our gift, then the church suffers. For example, if we have the gift of um, proclaiming truth, if we're a proclaimer of truth, but we're not using that gift, it's very possible that this church would drift in error. Unless somebody steps up and, and fulfills their gift and tells us. It's possible for any one of us to, to drift in error. But if we don't have somebody here to tell us and hang in there with us, then we'll drift. If there is some of us here who has a gift of mercy, but you're really not exercising it, then this church will appear cold and uncaring. So we need you to say something. You see, see what I'm saying? So all the gifts are important, and it's very important for all of us to get involved. So the, the motivation of the message is for us to get involved in ministry. That's the whole reason why I'm even sharing this, so that we would all uh, get involved in ministry and get a sense of identity and purpose in the body of Christ by exercising the spiritual gifts that God has given us. Amen? So that's the reason. Amen. All right. Amen. Amen.